Alright, uh, welcome to another episode of Robert Genius Podcast. Uh, this episode has been written and rewritten and rewritten. Well, not actually, I don't actually write it, no, but it's been recorded and stopped and re recorded and stopped a million times. Y'all know if you listen to the show here, you know that that's what I do. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a rolling recording over the, the two weeks. And. So, and I change a lot of stuff because things happen over two weeks sometimes that make certain stories invalid or that that or that warrant me adding new stuff and not rambling on and on and on about you know certain subjects. Um, and again, sometimes people have literally gone from sick to dead um, while recording, or people have gone from you know employed to unemployed, and, and you know and you know. So I've had to, you know, change, revamp. Sometimes I just think what I recorded sucks. <laughs> and I do it again. Um, but um, this week has been crazy. Really crazy. And, you know, so, I mean, it's just uh, the, the title of this episode is Pack Watch because it's been a whole lot of folk getting taken out over the past couple of weeks oh and, and really in the past couple of days all right um chuck todd's out at meet the press um chris lick is out at cnn donald trump has been indicted another time um ron DeSantis poll numbers and just overall approval and overall prospects are going into crapper and pat robertson is no longer with us. Um, so all, all of those things happened. And I might have another couple other things I want to get to. But I had to... Well, first of all, honestly, I wasn't... The, the stuff I had been recording, I didn't really like the way it was going. So this... I mean, this, this was about to turn into one of those episodes that took a month and not even two weeks. But just the rapid fire of events that happened in the last couple of days made it a lot easier just to, to, to get out here and do it. And so here we are. <laughs> a bunch of trashed material and some very quickly done new material. Uh, as we're going to do this episode, we're just going to run through the different things and also got some chicanery or some silliness with Zion Williams when they get to... Um, In fact, I'm going to lead off with that because, all right, so Zion Williamson is an NBA player. For those of y'all who don't know, plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, he's been injured a good bit. He's had some weight issues. Um, he announced that he's about to, that he um, is about to be a father. And that set off some drama, let me tell you. That guy, all right, so first of all, he, he gets around. Okay, <laughs> to, to be blunt, um, and so a, a, a different woman than the one he got pregnant decided to go off on Twitter and just air out everything about you know their sex life or you know and how she was you know motivating him to get back in shape, but now he's more fat than he was before. Which okay, <laughs> and I mean she and look she went into some explicit detail about stuff they were doing in the bedroom, 
um, like, like way too much detail for anybody who wants to, you know, yeah, is this bad, but I mean, um, um, yeah, and so the, the, uh, the woman is like 30 years old and he's 22, um, um, you know, I will parrot what a lot of people will say it is, it looks like she's mad that he didn't get her pregnant because it, you know, Look, um, and, uh, she may be looking to cash out, right? Um, it didn't happen. Somebody else gets to cash out now, <laughs> so she ain't happy about it, right? Yeah, um, at least that, I mean, that's, that's kind of the interpretation that a lot of people seem to have. Some of the reasonable people I talk to on Twitter, that seems to be the interpretation a lot of them have of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know any of these people personally. I'm not a mind reader, but it seems like a um, reasonable enough assessment. Um, look, I, I would give a word of advice to, to any and all women out there. Um, looking for a lasting future with a 22-year-old celebrity is probably not the move okay I mean you can I mean yeah it works out sometimes but a 22 year old celebrity who is already out there just acting wild in the streets and is you know hitting everything that moves so to speak um yeah, you, you probably don't have any real hope for a long-lasting future with that guy, okay? And, or even a, a medium-lasting future, or even if, you know, if you were hoping, you know, and playing the, you know, I don't know, playing any type of long game is a dicey proposition. I mean, yes, there are guys who, you know... Stay with the girl they've always been with. That does. I mean, that happens sometimes. Sure. Some of those guys also do cheat. <laughs> still, but um, it's just yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, yeah. And even worse, I mean, you putting all your business out in the street. Um, look, I don't care how lame you might think the dude is after you spill all your secrets like they might think the dude is lame you know but that doesn't change the fact that you let the lame dude do all that with you um it doesn't right I mean look look, this is one of those those unfair things about dating and sex and all that is look ladies you, you can say that the man has ain't got no equipment or he's no good at, at doing it you you can say all of that it can all be true and he can he can just respond well yeah you still let me hit it though and you let me keep hitting it for a long time <laughs> after you knew that <laughs> um and he's, he's gonna win the debate well not on substance but but people are gonna look at it like well you know yeah <laughs> i mean because look i mean for a lot of 
you know, I mean, this is one of those things, right or wrong. Look, man, for you know, speaking from a man's perspective, if and just and look, and this this is not necessarily true on substance, but on just on the way we view things in society. If the man got the hit, then you know, then he won, right? That's a win, unless I mean, look, unless he ends up with some disease or he ends up getting killed by somebody close to you or or whatever, or you know, he ends up with a kid he didn't want, right? Um, then if, if he got the if he if, most men take it as a win if they get to sleep with you, if they you know. So at the end of the day, no matter how embarrassing this might be for him in the short term, I mean, you, you can't say you won. <laughs> I mean, that's for real. You airing all the business out there like that. You still, I mean, you, you know, I mean, but it, I mean, but no, this, this 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 lady was. If you want to look up the definition of tweeting through it, that's exactly what this woman was doing because she was tweeting through it, brother and sister, and it was it is bad. I'm not saying her name because one, I can't remember it right now. Um, cause she's not anybody that I knew of, you know. But um, but also, you know, I'm not going again. Uh, it's it's my policy to not give people publicity if if I think if I'm thinking or hoping that the conversation about them will go away soon. Um, say, um, congratulations, Zion, on, on the child. <laughs> you know. And um, be a little more careful, or I don't know, you know. Yeah, be careful who you hook up with. I mean, or be be more prudent about who you hook up with. Um, yeah, yeah. It goes good to say. Something enough of that. <laughs> All right, so we have more serious matters to get to here. So we're gonna start getting into those now. All right, to the more serious matters, we're going to start with Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson is dead. Um, and I'm being blunt like that because Pat Robertson was a vile individual. He was you know, a televangelist. Um, he was created creative 700 Club. Um, he was basically a man who, you know, gave a bad name to Christianity. Um, he was an example when people tell you that, you know, when people say the church is bad and all that. He's one of those people that's a shining example of what they mean. Um, Pat Robertson famously blamed different natural disasters and other occurrences on gay people. Um, Pat Robertson flamed culture wars. Pat Robertson was one of these people who, you know, cooked up stories about, you know, every, how every kind of downtown major city was just like a hellscape, right? I mean, he, he, was one of those people who fanned the flames of those type of stories. Um, so look, I'm not look. I, y'all know I don't dance on people's graves here, um, but I have no problem saying Pat Robertson was a vile individual. Um, and look, he's out. Obviously, look, he has family, he has loved ones who he treated well, more than likely, and who. You know, they see him differently as probably the rest of us do. Um, and I understand that. And, look, again, I'm not one to mock people who are going to be or to make jokes at people, you know, the people who are going through any type of 
mourning over any lost family member or whatever. But I will tell the truth about that person. Pat Robinson was a vile, disgusting individual. And, you know, he was not a product of the environment or anything either. He was just mean and nasty. And under the guise of Christianity. Um, and Pat's going to find out that he ain't going where you think he's going after death. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, um, that's about all he deserves. Yeah, he was a garbage human being. Um, so, you know, go to hell, Pat. Uh, well, you're probably already there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, that's it. Well, Pat Robertson. Um, uh, Chuck Todd is out at Meet the Press, leaving after nine years. No, um, I don't think he was fired, per se, but he's leaving. And, you know, he had a, not a great tenure there. Mm -hmm. I mean... Um, I'm not a fan of Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is one of those people who practiced the, um, you know, there was a skit on that John Stewart did when he was on the Daily Show, and it was uh, called We'll Leave It There. And he just went through this whole montage of, you know, cable news talk shows where people came on the show and just told about, said a bunch of stuff that wasn't true, and the host just kind of sits there and lets them say it, and then the segment's over, they're running out of time, and then the, the host says, okay, well, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Right, um, and Chuck Todd was one of those people who, who, yeah, I mean, he'd have people on Meet the Press and they would say a bunch of shit that wasn't true, and he might, you know, he'd offer a little pushback every now and then, but, you know, but for the most part, he'd let people run out the clock on him, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there, um, and on one episode, he had, like, some comedians on there, I think it was either, it was either Lewis Black or Larry Wilmore, um, just asking him, like, why, you know, okay, but these people come on and they're a bunch of liars. Why don't you just call them a liar? And his answer was, well, they won't come back on the show. Why do you want people on the show who lie? Okay, like this is one of like the, the our political media is like one of the worst things that they do is they give platforms to people who lie, who say things are just patently false. And they just, and they keep bringing them back. And they keep bringing them back. And they let them just, you know, they occasionally push back on something, but, but they keep bringing them back. Okay, if I'm running a news program, I'm, I'm supposed to be telling people news. We're supposed to be commenting on news. We're supposed to be telling people what's going on and how and why and what it all means then I'm not going to have somebody on who lies. Because then we're not informing the public. We're feeding them bullshit. And then they're going to go out and make it, you know, and then they're supposed to go out and make an informed decision about who should be president or who should be senator or whatever. And, and they're basing it on, and, you know, they come to you for information and you put somebody on your show that says stuff that's not true. And then you keep bringing them back and you keep bringing them back. And then it's hard, and you can't say, well, you know, it, you know, because if you keep bringing them back and they keep saying stuff that's not true, it's kind of hard to justify that, right? It, you can't turn around and call them, you know, after three years of having them on your show twice a month or twice a week or whatever, you, you can't turn around and, you know, say, well, they're, they're a liar. And well, you keep bringing them on, right? I mean, the fact that you keep bringing the people on you're giving them credibility. 
but they but they don't care because you know they they need people to come on the show and they have time to fill and and that's what it is and you know these people they have they have a message they want to get out so they if they can get booked on your show they come on your show And look, it's not, and honestly, and and look, I understand, like, in prime time, and even on, you know, even on Sunday morning, even, yeah, people want, people don't just want you to drone on about facts and figures, they they do want a little, little entertainment with their, what they're watching, or they, you know, they do want somebody who's at least in, you know, engaging to hear or whatever, and a lot of these folks are not, like, a lot of these folks, they're not great speakers, they're not, you know, they're not people who can get, start talking about something and really get you engaged. They're not. I mean, there are a few that are good at it. You know, Newt Gingrich is a Newt Gingrich is very good at it. Um, but I mean, a lot of these folks are not. They just come on the show. They come on the show because because they, they need to fill the show needs to fill the time, and they need political people to come talk on the show about things. And you know, and, and these folks, you know, they sound intelligent enough. That's really the only hook. Right, they sound intelligent and they they speak with full bravado and full confidence, and they have a host on the host on the other side who isn't going to stop them. Right, um, and Chuck Todd was the epitome of that, and um, he you know we were not doing any type of service by the way he ran me to press, um, so you know good riddance, um, you know. I was, I had some other people I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to use the rest of my time here to talk about Trump because he got indicted again. And this is for 38 counts of not just obstruction, but also espionage kind of stuff. Um, now, look, if you listen to this, you know, um, if you, listen, like, you know, I'm no fan of that, that guy. And I did not vote for him, and I would never vote for him. Um, but stuff like this is—I don't know—it it, like this just pisses me off above and beyond any type of partisan stuff. Look, I'm not Mr. Captain America, you know, all equal, you know, American flag waving or whatever. I'm not that really. But as I've said before, I do live here. I am a citizen here. Um, my, you know, I'm a military brat. You know, and look, um, my dad did 35 years in the United States military. He took oath to defend the Constitution, and he he meant it. And this piece of trash, Donald Trump. The way he was just cavalierly showing people documents and waving stuff around and had all this stuff stashed at his country club. He put military people in danger. Got men and women who taken an oath to defend the Constitution and to defend us. And he put them in danger. And, you know, look, I don't agree with every military deployment we do every country we send people into or whatever but the men and women who go they are they are following the oath that they took and 
their duty is to, again, defend the Constitution and ultimately defend us. And that's what they're going over there to do. Whatever the reasons for joining the military, when they get deployed, that's what they're going to do. And we already do them great disservices when they come home. But it's even almost greater disservice to do things that jeopardize their missions and to put them in danger. I mean, it's, it's enough. It's, it's <clears throat> you're putting them in danger by deploying them in the first place. And you make it worse when, you, when, you, when you're out here just revealing secrets. No, that's, I'm sorry. I got, no, I got nothing for that. And, you know, just like those people that storm the Capitol, they're, they're treason. To me, that's, this is the same. Look, this is not, and please do not equate this to somebody who, you know, took some documents home, you know, from work or whatever. No, he had boxes and boxes and boxes of them stashed at his country club. He was pulling stuff out and he was waving it around, showing people. Okay. Look, there, there are work-related disciplinary actions that can be taken against people, against employees who take stuff home, right? Whether it's inadvertent or whether they just, you know, were doing some work at home, right? Um, unfortunately, some people do that. We shouldn't. Um, But when you, again, you take boxes and boxes and boxes of these things. And, <clears throat> I mean, he, had, he needed help. I mean, he had, he had to get people to do this, by the way. This isn't stuffing a folder in your backpack or your briefcase and taking it home with you. This is, I mean, he had boxes and boxes of this stuff, which means he had to get people to bring all this stuff to his country club. And then he was just pulling it out and waving it around in front of people. And, and as we know, we don't know who the hell he had over there. So he put he put people in danger. Um, and he jeopardized national security. And, and you may you know you might think, well, I don't care about national security, but you know, you'll care. Stuff starts blowing up here, right? You will then. You'll care if one of your, you know, someone close to you was deployed and they get killed because their location got revealed. Okay. Look, I mean, national, look, national security is one of those things we're all hypocrites to a degree. All right. Right. We're having, you know, we can sit here and say, well, I don't think we should invade here. I don't think we should invade there. I don't think we need to be here. I don't think we need to be there. We damn sure don't want no building blowing up here. And, um,
Um, I don't know. I do know he, he's he's a traitor. He's a piece of garbage. Should never been in the White House. But once he got once he got there, he had you know he had a certain duty to live up to, and he he did not. And it wasn't by negligence or whatever. It was because he chose to do the opposite. And he is a traitor, and he should be in jail. And he should never be allowed to even come close to setting foot in the White House ever again. And if you vote for him, that's what you're voting for. And you might think it's funny. You might think you're owning the liberals, but yeah, it's all fun and games until he reveals some intelligence plans and something blows up here again. You know, I mean, it's all fun until then. It's not fun anymore. I like, you know, military deployments, actions that presidents take, you know, a lot of them are not good. A lot of them are mistaken. A lot of them are done for the wrong reasons. But none of that's just, that's not the same as deliberately putting people in danger. And it ultimately puts us in danger. And if that vote for him, that's what you're voting for. That's clear as day now. And he he he's very clearly he's the worst president we've ever had. Okay. He was aggressively bad. There were presidents who were ineffective. Or who were maybe a little bit incompetent. But he was deliberately destructive. And that's all there was to it. Come in jail. Take away the key. And if any of his, you know, you know, anybody, his accomplices or any of his people in, you know, in on it, they just go to jail too. Period. Like, this is unprecedented stuff here. All right. Yes. Um, and, um, This is the first time we really had it. This is the first time ever. That, um, yeah, first time ever in the history of this country we deal with this. I mean, the President of the United States just spilling intelligence secrets, doing it deliberately, not negligence, and not, not some aide, you know, not somebody who worked for him doing it, him. And he should go to jail. He needs to make an example out of. And, you know, and I don't care what excuses you got for him. I don't get in your know, in whatever. Well, what about so and so? No, no, no. Nobody has done this before. Nobody. Not like this. Not the president of the United States. 
He's a criminal. This is treason. He should go to jail. Period. Anyway, I think I can go on all night. I can ramble forever about this, but I'm not. Um, just gonna leave it there. He's a piece of shit. So, I hope you go to jail. And I hope you rot in jail. No good red fucking bum. That's what you are, Donald Trump. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Alright, well, we're on the subject of Trump. Uh, Trump ultimately sank Chris Licht, who was the CEO at CNN. Um, it was the Trump town hall that I spoke about previously that was the beginning of the end for Chris. Uh, Chris came in, CNN's ratings have not been great. Chris was given the mandate from above to make it more Republican friendly. Because the idea was that if, you know, if we make it more friendly to the MAGA folks, or the Republicans, that we'll get back some viewers. Because the guy, Zaslaw from Warner Media, his idea, that was his idea. He had this idea that if, um, you know, yeah, that if, um, well, because, you know, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here. But basically, he said he had been told by Republican politicians and people on the Republican side that they didn't feel comfortable welcome coming on CNN anymore. Which means basically that Zaslov goes to, you know, he's the super rich guy, goes to the super rich guy cocktail parties and such. And he runs into a lot of people there who are either vote Republican or donate Republican because most of your, or a good enough percentage of your super rich men, they vote for Republican and they support Republicans. And that's who he socializes with, this guy Zaslov. And those people were telling him that, you know, they didn't feel comfortable with CNN. So he took that and decided that if CNN could be more Republican-friendly, it would increase viewership. Because supposedly there are these lost viewers who once valued the network, but who stopped watching CNN because they thought it was being too hard on Republicans. That's hogwash. Those people don't exist. Um, They don't. They watch Fox News. They've been watching Fox News. And the Republican voters who are who watch cable news and who maybe have somehow become dissatisfied with Fox News in the past couple of years, they've gone over to Newsmax. And you know why? Because those people feel like Fox has gotten soft. Okay? So... You got the people who still watch Fox, which is still the bulk of cable news viewers. You have the people who think Fox has got too soft and they're watching Newsmax. Um, you have and like the, the left or liberal-leaning cable news watchers. They watch MSNBC because MSNBC made it. You know, they put up. You know, they gave shows and they gave TV time to liberal people to do commentary. You know, starting with Keith Oberman, but then, you know, Rachel Maddow, Chris Hayes, Joy Reid, you know, Lawrence O'Donnell, right? I mean, so, cable news audiences tend to be, you know, ideological. They're not, you know, middle of the road, just the facts, whatever, whatever. Um, so, if you're going to capture cable news audience, you got to go one way or the other. 
Now, is there room to do a kind of hard, just the facts, you know, call it like it is commentary? Sure. But CNN wasn't doing that. They were doing both sides of them. And both sides is not, you know, calling it like it is. Both sides is, you know, we have to say that both sides are equally good, equally bad. And I'm sorry, we live in a world right now where the, politically the vast majority of the bad things in America are being pushed by the Republican Party. So no, you can't find, you know, for, for every 10 bad Republican policy proposals or things they've actually done, no, that you don't have 10 left-wing ones. You don't. All right. And the only thing they can even think of was all this woke stuff, and that's bullshit. So, I mean, you have, you know, Republicans who are out here pushing for, you know, concealed carry, no permit. In the, in, in the wake of all of these mass shootings, you have that on the Republican side. And on the Democrat side, you have woke. Yeah. Right. But, you know, both sides of them is giving both of those things equal weight. And it's ridiculous. And then, you know, in the Trump town hall, again, you know, the audience was cooked. It was cooked full of Trump people. So that any legitimacy or credibility that that thing had was gone. Never mind platforming Trump in the first place. And then, you know, there were some articles that came out recently about Chris Lake and just made him, that made, made him look completely just feckless and pathetic. And then CNN's ratings have not gotten any better. And there it is. So, sucking up to Trump ultimately gets you put on the bus. And you would think people would stop sucking up the Trump. You would think that people would stop falling for his bullshit. But, look, Trump for 50 years, maybe 40 years, has... One thing he's been good at is he's been good at giving the illusion of a successful businessman. It's just that an illusion. Because, like, I mean, they, they've done studies of this. You, you could have, the money he started with, when you look at the money he started with versus how much he's worth now or whatever, you could have just put the money in the bank and done better than him. Okay? Um, but yet, you know, all these people convince themselves that he's this super smart, super successful businessman. And in reality, I mean, he's a con man. He's been successful at conning people into continuing to invest in him, both financially and otherwise. But anyway, CNN was the latest thing or person, group of people to do it, and they're getting burned like everybody else. <sighs> you think they learn? Anyhow, we're moving on. All right, um, that's it. Um, this is this one's a little shorter, but uh. It took me like forever to get this much done. So I'm going to call it and um, a few more things to get here quickly on the way out. Um, 
if a uh, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik, you know, wrestling fans, especially those who are in my age group, you know, remember him fondly. Yeah, he's one of the biggest heels of the 1980s. Um, but he was he was legit Olympic level wrestler, and he was on the episode of the Jerry Springer show once. And uh, whoever was running his Twitter account the past several years um, was just absolutely hilarious speaking in his voice. Um, because even though I mean word got out that he wasn't. You know, typing up the tweets or whatever himself, but um, it everything totally tracked with, with how he talked and what he might probably was thinking. Um, but anyway, hey, um, you know, again, you know, um, thanks for the, all the memories, Shiggy baby, and condolences to your family. Um, Yeah, I do want to just get a few more thoughts on this um, indictment thing, because listen, um, this this is unprecedented. We're in unprecedented times here. Um, cause look, um, look, they had Nixon dead to rights, and he resigned from office, and then Ford pardoned him. Um, so we've never gone this far with someone who held that office legally don't know how this is going to turn out um, it's, it's kind of surprising it got this far to be honest because you know well we had this kind of Pollyanna idea of things here um, that, you know just that or at least I mean, a lot of our I guess, political media had this very Pollyanna some in some cases still does has a very Pollyanna idea of America and the idea that part of that idea was that we would never get in this type of situation because we were supposedly better than that um, you know that that our idea of democracy was so ironclad that no one would get this far you know threatening it and I think um, our political media believed wholeheartedly that we would never have someone actually get in the White House who would, you know, commit enough acts to actually get indicted or that it would actually happen. Um, you, know, our, you know, a lot of our political pundits are of the idea that just we just shouldn't do that type of thing. We shouldn't be prosecuting presidents or former presidents because you know it would harm the country um I you know, I'm of the belief that you know I'm of the belief that you should, well, that no one's above the law, and that, you know, if you commit crimes, you should face some 
legal accountability for. And look, just and look, it sucks when you know, as a citizen, as a voter, you put your faith in somebody who runs for office, and they conduct themselves in such a way that they get indicted. Um, yeah, it sucks, and yeah, you want to defend them, and and all of that. I mean, like I I grew up in the D.C. metro area during the Marion Barry years, and. You know, and yes, there, there were, were people who defended him right up until the point he got, you know, he went to jail. Um, there were people, and look, he got out of jail and he got, I mean, he got voted back in office. Right? And I mean, those people believed in him. And they believed, you know, and they came to believe he was being unfairly targeted. Um, now, the difference is Mary and Barry actually delivered for the people who voted for him, you know. Um, that's all that matter. Um, but, yeah, it stinks. I mean, you, because, I mean, when, when you enthusiastically vote for somebody and you enthusiastically support somebody, yes, um, it's some stuff, if, if something like this happens, it, it, it hurts you, it burns you. Um, In 2004, I very strongly supported John Edwards in the Democratic primary. And he didn't win, obviously. Then he ran again in 2008, and I was kind of thinking about sticking with him. And then, the, you know, he got caught up in a bunch of infidelity scandal and whatnot. Um, and I think he ended up on trial. Because there was some alleged improprieties, financial improprieties or something. Um, but he ended up not getting, I forgot what happened there. But yeah, it, it stung a bit because, you know, when you, you know, it, you know, got behind that dude in a big way in 2004. And I thought about sticking with him in 2008 and then all that stuff happened and it, it sucks. But if it happens, then you just got to let it go, man. And because you shouldn't be so wed to anyone either running for office or in office, you shouldn't be so wed to them that they can go out there and commit actual crimes. And you're and and you're saying that they should just be able to get away with it, or that they shouldn't get investigated, or they shouldn't be put on trial. Okay, um, they, yes, they absolutely should have to do deal with those things if they commit the acts. Okay, and you know, and you can't say he didn't do anything here because he's on tape. It's in the indictment that there are pictures. All these boxes he had laying around, and it's been authenticated that that he had classified documents in those boxes, and there were recordings of him talking to people and telling them about stuff, and admitting that they were classified. Um. So yeah, he. I mean, 
he absolutely should face some type of legal proceedings over this. Right? I mean, maybe he doesn't get convicted. Maybe he gets acquitted. Right? Um, but to say that he shouldn't be indicted, to say that he shouldn't have to go on trial, to say that he shouldn't you know, have to go through that part of the process, stop it. Okay? Stop it. Yeah, and, and if you know if you're tied to him that way because you know you you badly want to win back the White House and you think he's the only one who can do it, you know. All I can tell you is you should, all I can tell you is that you know what you should have hitched your wagon to somebody else. Right? I mean, the reality is whatever you believe about policy and what you think the right or wrong policies are, you have to get somebody who can win. And who will not go to jail. <laughs> All right. And if the person you back commits acts that are subject to criminal prosecution, then they should get prosecuted. And if you and before you mention any names like Hillary Clinton or whatever, Hillary Clinton was investigated. She's investigated by the FBI. She's investigated by Republican Congress. Yeah, they found her to have done nothing wrong. Okay. So that does not, you know, don't don't invoke the name Hillary Clinton because Hillary went through the process. Okay. Um, her husband went through the process and ultimately lost his law license. And you might think that's no big deal, but um, but that was no big deal because he was a former president, right? He got speaking fees and all that stuff, but. Um, to say he shouldn't to say Trump should not go through the process at all is just wrong alright now we have to accept ultimately we'll have to accept the, result, the results are of the process if he is acquitted <coughs> as guilty as he looks if he's acquitted he's acquitted but he should not be shielded from facing legal judgment here When you consider, you know, how many other people walk on this earth get prosecuted for a tiny fraction of that damning evidence, they were prosecuted. We're not even talking about. We're not talking about getting sentenced or getting convicted, or going to jail. Right now, we're talking about getting prosecuted. Okay. Okay. There have been people who have been sent up the river to do hard time. Over much less. Okay. Um, so he, yes, he should absolutely have to go through the process. And if we're too precious as a country to you know for, to endure that, then <coughs> then you know, our standards and everything aren't really that much to begin with. It's just a bunch of talk.
I mean, Dr. King often mentioned, you know, when you talk about civil rights, he then you know, America had written a check and came back insufficient funds. Well, that's not just about civil rights or, you know, you can also say that about just the rule of law itself. I mean, I mean, what's more banana republic? What, what's, what makes us more like a banana republic that, you know, a former president going to jail or a former president not even having to face prosecution despite having, having it look like he sure as hell committed a bunch of crimes. You know, which one is more, which, which one is more like a banana republic? And, I mean, hindsight, look forward, pardoning Nixon was a mistake. You know, and then, well, instead set a precedent, because look what happened, you know, Ford pardoning Nixon, and then Bush 41 pardoned all the people from the Reagan administration who were, went to jail for Iran-Contra. Well, he pardoned a bunch of them, maybe not all of them, I don't know. But, yeah. no, that sets a bad precedent. If you're president or if you work in the White House and you're caught doing stuff that looks illegal, you should have to go through the process. Look, whether I voted for you or I voted against you. All right. Period. And for people saying, well, this is punishing your political opponents. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to take any of those boxes with him. And he took so many that that means he had to enlist some help. Or he had to hire somebody or he had to, you know, instruct somebody who, you know, worked there to move all those boxes <laughs> to his residence. All right. Um, so, no. He needs to go through the process. Um, and then we need to respect the verdict, whatever it is. Period. All right. So now, now we'll move on. now we'll call it a episode here. Um, so look, guys, as always. <coughs> um, well, first of all, to all the fathers out there, or people playing the father role, um, Father's Day is coming up next. Um, so happy Father's Day to you if you're celebrating, or happy Father's Day to you anyway. And um, that'll do it. Um, so as always, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless you guys. Till next time.